WAU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. the action is right here. This is Lee Scott Academy Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. Now, here is color analyst Carter Bird and the voice of Lee Scott Academy Athletics, Jacob Goins. We are live here at Tim Fanning Field in Phoenix City, Alabama on the campus of Glenwood School as your Lee Scott Academy Warriors baseball team continues their run here in postseason play as they take on their rival, Glenwood Gators. Hello, everybody. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center here on a court stay in Phoenix City, Alabama. A little bit better weather than we had this time last week when we were on the road at Fort Dale where Lee Scott Academy took care of business against Fort Dale. The Eagles, that is, they took care of business in both games and wrapped up that series in two out of three. And here we are in the state semifinals of the AISA Class 3A tournament as Lee Scott and Glenwood will face off for a chance to take on either Bessemer or Macon East in the championship game. As I welcome in my broadcast partner, Christian Griffin, Christian, last time we were here at Glenwood, we were freezing to death as Lee Scott came in here and uh, didn't have a great performance against the Gators. No, got swept in three games, and yeah, as you mentioned, glad to have the sun out today. Glad to have that sun out. Well, this is game one, and then game two will follow in a best of three series between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators. Again, this is the semifinals. The winner will move on and play in the state in the state series uh, coming up next week in Montgomery and we're going to get to a break here on the rest of the building supply countdown to first pitch as they should be doing the national anthem and prayer coming up in just a few minutes so stay tuned the Russell building supply countdown to first pitch continues when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Experience and knowledge from the pros. 
Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. This is the First Pitch Countdown, presented by Russell Building Supply on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Back here at Tim Fanning Field as your Lee Scott Academy Warriors are getting set to face off against their rival, the Glenwood Gators here in the AISA Class 3A State Semifinals in baseball. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Alongside me is Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we continue with the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Christian, let's go ahead and give the people the starting lineup presented by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station, starting with the home Glenwood Gators. So leading off and playing third base, Lane Griggs. Behind him catching at number 11, Pierce Edwards. Batting in that three hole, number 10, Jackson Milam. Four, five, and six, Brandon McCrane, Jacob Page, and Wyatt Thorpe. And rounding out, seven, eight, nine, left fielder Lucas Holman, center fielder Aaron Burton, and in the nine hole. Second baseman and number one, Jackson Griggs. And that's highlighted by what we found a little bit comical in that four spot, Brandon McCrane, the only junior in that starting lineup for Glenwood. Everybody else, a senior on this roster for Glenwood, who uh, 41 and four this year is what that Glenwood team is. And so a very, very talented group for them. And on the mound for the Gators, Jacob Page, once again, that senior that we mentioned, went in game, game one against Lee Scott in the game one and get a first game of that series 11 k's and through a complete game so no question that we saw we see him in game one here and as the officials meet at home plate both head coaches will come out and exchange lineups we are giving you the starting lineups presented by lee county revenue commissioner olin price for your lee scott warriors batting one through nine it's a pretty similar lineup for the warriors here in game number one it is hutch brayberry kate hudson garrett west sam jackson they'll be batting fourth pelzer reeves will be in the five hole landry Cochran will be in the sixth spot at the designated hitter. Lane Edge will be behind the dish today. He'll be batting seventh. Thomas Whittington is batting eighth. Hayden Harper will be in the ninth spot. And then Smith Harkins will be rotating with Landry Cochran there in that 10 slash designated hitter spot. And on the mound for Lee Scott, it'll be number 19, Garrett West. will get the start on the hump for the Lee Scott Warriors. Again, those are your starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olin Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. Well, as we are getting lineups exchanged and we should have a prayer and national anthem coming up in just a few minutes. When we come back, Christian will give you his three keys to the game and we will be ready for first pitch between Lee Scott and Glenwood in the state semifinals here at Tim Fanning Field as we wrap up the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. 
Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big City Experience, Small Town Values. Austin Brook Law Group. No representation is made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Look out, Gory's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gory's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gory's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gory's Furniture Express, your express way to save this just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big City Experience, Small Town Values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy to use drive through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Look out, 
Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams, but it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can, because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day, or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to savings. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. Come in and get it out of your system, the Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we are still in Auburn, right behind CTU. Our new address is 1823 Opelika Road. Turn in between Badcock Furniture and CTU, and you will be looking at us. Newer, bigger, better location, but the same great customer service. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road or call us at 887-8422. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. We are ready to go for first pitch between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Hello, everybody. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. As we wrap up the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch, it was all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply Experience and Knowledge from the Pros at your hometown home center. We had starting lineups, the National Anthem, and the Prayer, and we are just about ready to go. But before that, Christian, you have three keys to the game today for Lee Scott because this is the state semifinals. It is now win or go home in this best of three series. We'll have games one and two here today, and the if game will be right back here tomorrow if necessary. And so we talked about a little bit the three games that Lee Scott and Glenwood played this season. Glenwood took all three of them, two of them by a run rule. And so your three keys to victory today for Lee Scott if they want to advance and take on whoever in the state championship series. Yeah, so game, or keys one and two kind of go together. First one is you got to eliminate the free passes. Glenwood had six crooked number innings in those three games, and they weren't necessarily from stacking hits together. Lee Scott Academy walked 14 batters in those three games, and you know that's hard to get one, two, three innings. It's hard to not to get rallies going if you are Glenwood. If that's so, you got to eliminate those free passes. Second thing, take the out that Glenwood gives you. We saw five sacrifice bunts in those three game series, every single one of them with no out. So if you see Glenwood get a guy on, more than likely they're going to sacrifice him over. Don't give a team like Glenwood that can put up runs and put up hits 
more than more than three outs in it. You give a good team four outs in an inning, they're going to make you pay more times than not. And the third one, the middle innings for Lee Scott is the key. Lee Scott averages 7.1 runs per game. They average just about three in the first, and they score just about one, one in the sixth and the seventh. So you got to find a way to scratch a couple across in that three through five innings just to give you to keep you comfortable because this Glenwood team puts up 11 per game. Well, Lee Scott will lead things off here at Tim Fanning Field on a gorgeous sunny afternoon here in Phoenix City, Alabama. Sun is shining on a cloud in the sky, wind blowing from our back, so to the pitcher and towards the outfield as Sprayberry steps in and takes a first pitch strike, and we are underway here in the state semifinals of AISA Class 3A. Jacob Page on the mound today for Glenwood had a 11 strikeout outing his first time against Lee Scott this year. That one's low and inside for ball number one. Glenwood in their cream white jerseys with the white shirts, white pants, and the bright orange hats with the green or the orange G on the chest, white numeral, black numeral, and black numeral on the back as well as that one is chopped foul by Hutch Sprayberry. Warriors in their road navies with the navy shirt, navy pants, a thin white stripe down the side with the white Lee Scott across the chest, red letter on the red number on the front, white number on the back. A 1-2 count for Hutch Sprayberry. It'll be Sprayberry, Hudson, and West to lead things off here on the top of the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. A hard hit ball right to Jackson Milam at the shortstop position. It had some movement on it, but a good play for Milam. One out here in the first. It's a good sign for Sprayberry and that offense. Got a fastball in the outer half. Didn't try to do too much with it. Found a barrel, but as you mentioned, just right to shortstop Milam. Kate Hudson, the powerful right-hander. Steps in for his first plate appearance. Lee Scott, you mentioned it. They score a lot of their runs in the first inning, so they would love to jump on Jacob Page here in this first inning. That one outside for ball number one. We talked about it last time we were here. Hudson was the leadoff batter. Went two for six in that series. Draw, drew four base on balls. So we'd love to see it here. If you can get that rally started for the Lee Scott Warriors in the top half of the first. That one's up near the hands for ball number two. We, pre, uh, we appreciate you holding with us, and uh, apologies for any feedback. Lots of wind coming again from our backs, blowing into the playing field straight towards the 352 in center field with the big Linwood G above the Tim Fanning field sign. So that one's outside for a 3-0 count, so we apologize for any wind feedback. But something that can benefit the hitters if they get one in the air with this big gust of wind they could take it out to left center or even right center field. Yeah, the field's not too big in itself. 312 down the right field line, 326 down the left field line, only 352 to dead center, and that's why you can see center fielder Burton almost playing at that warning track spot, especially with the wind being blown out. A delayed strike one call, and it's a hitter's count for Cade Hudson. 3-1, nobody, or just one out, nobody on for Lee Scott here in the top of the Auburn Bank first inning. Wind picks up heavily now, of course, we started talking about it. Fans continuing to pile in here on the Lee Scott side of things. A 3-1 to Hudson, a lazy swing, and strike Went picking up heavily now. All of a sudden, it just decided to to pick up a little bit. And so again, we we apologize for any uh, any feedback on that. But if a hard hit ball can get in the air somehow, you feel you feel really good. And especially about a guy like Kate Hudson at the plate with a three-two count, one away. 
And nobody on for the Warriors. Page delivers. It's a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Scoop depth tossed over, and the play is not made. It was off the bag. A lazy throw from Lane Griggs over at second base, and he pulled McCrane off the bag, and Hudson hustled down the first base line, and the Warriors are gone. They're on, and they've got a base runner here in the first. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the plan was. Not even, even before the throw, he didn't charge the ball and took a short hop rather than coming up and fielding that on the long hop. So you could tell when he tried to hurry the ball out of his glove, couldn't get a good grip on it, threw it up the baseline. McCrane's lucky enough to get a glove on it, or else otherwise Hudson's standing on second. So the Warriors have their first base runner of the afternoon here in the top of the Auburn Bank. First inning with just one out brings up Garrett West. Who stands in the right-handed batter's box and lays off a pitch outside to get away from the catcher Edwards, but Hudson will hold on at, third, at first. We talk about it when we come here every time. Tim Fanning feels a little interesting here. The infield is grass, but the, the dirt circle is not actually dirt where the batters are standing. It's turf, and it's turf back behind there as well with the big Glenwood orange G back behind it. So batters have to adjust to that as that's down the middle for strike one. Just a gorgeous day for baseball. We talked about it a little bit earlier last time. We about froze to death when we were here. And it is supposed to get a little chilly tonight when that sun goes down. But this is better than what we dealt with last week at Fortdale. A 1-1 and a swing from West. Can't get there. Strike two. You see the Lee Scott hitters aren't really picking up on that curveball. We've seen a couple of them. We saw one on the 3-1 swing from Hudson. And again here, just a really late pickup on that curveball. You've already started your swing. You're finishing through it. But... No chance of contact with a swing like that. Garrett West, the starting pitcher, awaits the one-two. That's in the dirt, gets away. No, it does not. Good stop by Edwards back behind the dish. As the stands are full here at Glenwood, Lee Scott fans making the quick trip to Phoenix City to cheer on the Warriors here in the state semifinals. And a 2-2 count to Garrett West with a runner on first and one away. The pitch from Page swung on and chopped foul to stay alive at 2-2. And Christian, seems like an AISA. It seems like it always comes down to Lee Scott and Glenwood. Of course, Lee Scott defeating Glenwood in the uh, state championship game in football up at Crampton Bowl down in Montgomery. And then in the state final four for basketball, it was Lee Scott and Glenwood. The Gators getting that win and going on and actually winning the state championship. So in AISA Class 3A, it seems to always be the Warriors and the Gators. The 2-2 West swung on it outside. Call strike three. Yeah, there's a good curveball there from, from Page. Gets his first strikeout of the afternoon. But as you mentioned, 3A, NA, AISA, class 3A, yep. They're always playing each other. Split the series one and one in the other sports. We got a best of three series here to see who can take the rivalry in a best of three series. As Jackson Pop chops that one foul on the first pitch he sees, starting first baseman this afternoon. We got a runner still on first, two away, top of the Auburn Bank first inning. No score between Lee Scott and Glenwood just underway in game one of the state semifinals. Best of three series. And the winner will move on and take uh, a date with either Bessemer or Macon East. As Page throws over, Hudson able to get back in time. A little dust coming up after. Hudson dove back over to first, and the wind will carry it all the way into the outfield. An 0-1 count for Sam Jackson, and laid off of it up near the shoulders for ball number one. 
Corner one count. Go ahead. Corner outfielders shifted back and towards the center field a little bit, not trying to give up a double in the gap, just try and possibly score Hudson. So if that's the case, I'd love to see Jackson poke one down the right, right or the left field line. We'll watch the boys run for a little bit. As that one jams him in on the hands, gets into the backstop. For a 1-2 count, two away runner on first for the Warriors, trying to make some noise in the opening inning at Glenwood. Another thing here that the least count hitters are doing well. They've all, all four batters have had very, or I guess all three batters so far, have had very good at bats, and now this fourth one with Jackson. You want to see some pitches as that throw is thrown over to Hudson. He's back in time. You want to get... You want to get Glenwood into the bullpen in game one early. That's the biggest thing, and especially with Page. Took care of business his last time out against Lee Scott. So if you can get him off the bump and get into that bullpen, shortens their bullpen up for games two and game three. The 1-2 to Sam Jackson, and chopped it foul into the backstop again. He stays alive at 1-2. If Jackson's able to get on Pelzer Rees in the on-deck circle for the Warriors. And it should be on and off wind all afternoon and evening long as it goes from nothing to hurricane in, in a matter of seconds on and off. So, And our papers are loving it. Yeah. The 1-2 from Jacob Page to Sam Jackson. And chopped it into the infield. Page comes up to grab it, throws over, and plenty of time. And the side is retired. Warriors get one on, but they can't move him. And nobody scored as we head to the bottom of the first. Cater's coming up to bat here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. To the home half of the first inning we go as your Lee Scott Warriors, they get a runner on but can't move them around, and it's scoreless heading to the bottom half of this first inning. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. It will be Lane Griggs, Pierce Edwards, and Jackson Milam. The three do up for the Gators here in the home half of the first, scoreless between the Warriors and the Gators. Glenwood 
41 and 4 overall this year, Christian. Just an unbelievable record for a team that went 13 and 1 in area play in this region. And at times it just seemed like this team was untouchable as Garrett West delivers a first pitch strike. Yeah, I feel like that would be a it's a it's a solid word to describe him winning 23 of the last 24. We're on a bit of a hot spell here. Lee Scott Warriors, winners of 10 of the last 11, so it's not like Lee, score. Lee Scott is playing bad ball. So it's going to come down to who's going to be the one to make adjustments and who's going to be the one to knock them off their horse. A 1-1 count after the first pitch strike, a ball in the dirt to Lane Griggs. West delivers that one's low and out for ball number two. Just getting started in the bottom portion of this Auburn Bank first inning. No score between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Nobody on, nobody out for the Gators with the leadoff hitter Lane Griggs, the third baseman wearing number two in the right-handed batter's box. Hard hit ball with a chopper to Harper at shortstop. Takes his time, and no, he was able to get it out of the air. My apologies. I thought it took a hop at first, but just a blooper to Hayden Harper and secures the out for out number one. It's a big first out. Lane Griggs batted third. When we saw him earlier in the year, he went 7 for 11 in that series. So it's a big guy to get out, especially it's a big out number one to lead off the game. A very similar play to what happened to Hutch Sprayberry, just a liner to the shortstop. And the Warriors secure that first out on what has been a powerful Glenwood lineup. That was chopped back into the parking lot. Foul. Doesn't seem like any cars got taken out. Again, we secured a nice parking spot to where we should not get any foul ball damage on the car. If so, it's impressive. I mean, you got to... You got to pop it straight up, yeah. basically. Chopper to the second baseman. Reeves has to back up, pops it into his stomach, comes up and can't make the throw, but avoided the ball getting to the outfield. It was hard hit, took an awkward bounce, and Reeves just a little too far forward to make the catch, or make the play, I should say, and a base runner is on for the Gators. Yeah, I don't know if Reeves is making that play over first, even if he did field it cleanly, but trying to do everything he could, field it on a backhand, plant and throw, but fielding that on a short hop. It's a tough play to make, but as I mentioned, the speed of Edwards. I don't know if he's getting him out at first regardless. So an infield hit there for Edwards. Pierce Edwards on first. That was a starting catcher. Jackson Milam steps in the shortstop in the left-handed batter's box. Takes a first pitch, a golf-style swing. Hit hard into center field. Gone. Sprayberry went back on it and we talked about the wind, partner. He went down and swung on it like it was an 8-iron and took it yard. 352. And just like that, it's 2-0 Glenwood here in the first. Yeah, unfortunately, you can just tell with that win, as soon as that gets up, it's almost a jet stream. Didn't necessarily hit it on the screws, but as soon as you hit it, you could, you know, you could see a couple of us giving the, the wave to it. It's just because, again, I mean, it wasn't necessarily hit too hard, but again, that 352 in center field is a very small center field. And then with the gusts of wind, you get the ball up in the air, and that thing's going to fly. Garrett West gives up the two-run homer and delivers the first pitch strike to bounce back against Brandon McCrane. One of the two McCrane brothers playing at first base this afternoon. He wears number 12, does Brandon. At least Scott's got to find a way to respond, especially Garrett West on the mound. And pitches that one inside near the hands. To put ones across the board now, one ball, one strike. And one out here in the bottom of the Auburn Bank. First inning, Glenwood with a 2-0 lead thanks to the Jackson Milam two-run shot. We talk about this Glenwood team and how different this lineup is going to look next year as that curveball is in the dirt. Brandon McCrane, the only junior 
in the starting rotation and that starting lineup for Glenwood. So the only face that will be returning, at least in the starting lineup. The 2-1 from West. That one skips in off a of home plate for a 3-1 count. And, and think about how just how much of an advantage you have when eight of your nine batters in a semifinal state playoff game are all seniors. I mean, it's something that doesn't really happen in high school sports, really, especially high school baseball, with eight of your nine starting guys are seniors in the rotation. The 3-1 from Garrett West, and unable to find the strike zone in the first walk of the afternoon as Brandon McCrane jogs down to first. The Gators have another base runner. Yeah, it's not basketball season anymore, but it's the thing that just ended, so it's the quickest thing that comes to mind. It's like that Miami or even that UConn team. When you see those fifth years, those grad transfers coming in, they've been there, they've done that, they've seen basically everything that a team is going to throw at you. When you have teams that have played varsity ball for two, if not three, maybe even four years here at this Glenwood school, it's a major advantage over a team that doesn't. As that one can't find the zone, a little high upstairs for ball one on Jacob Page, the starting pitcher for Glenwood. As the number one seeded Gators up 2-0 on Lee Scott here in the bottom of the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. The 1-0 count to Jacob Page from Garrett West. Runner goes, popped up into shallow right. It's going to be Pelzer who goes over to make the grab, and he does. Runner's able to get back in time. So a good heads-up play from Brandon McCrane. He got about halfway to second base and turned around and started uh, hustling back. And Pelzer Reeves secures out number two. It's one of those plays that if it wasn't popped up straight to where Pelzer Reeves was prior to prior to the stolen base. He could have tried to deke him and you know fake apply the tag or something like that to get to get McCrane on the ground. But didn't necessarily have the time as he had to go up and feel the pop-up. So you know you're first seeing that pop up, you're thinking possibly a double play, but you'll definitely take the out and keep the runner at first. First pitch delivered is a strike to the left-hander Wyatt Tharp, who will play in right this afternoon. Runner still on first. Two away though after the two-run home run by Jackson Milam. Garrett West trying to rebound on the hump for Lee Scott. Runner goes. That's in the dirt. Popped up. Throw is Eddins in. The throw is not in time. Good stop, though, by Hayden Harper, and the runner advances from first to second. Yeah, West hit him with one too many of the come set pause for just a second or two. And you can see McCrane with that jump. So a runner in scoring position for the Gators with a 2-0 lead over your Lee Scott Warriors in the bottom half of the first. But an 0-2 count on Wyatt Tharp. And called strike three. Good bounce back from Garrett West. He gets the strikeout to end the inning, but not before Glenwood gets two on a home run from Jackson Milam. The Gators are on top 2-0. Your Warriors coming up to bat, trying to respond here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save At 
Fundamentals Outdoors. They're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. 2-0 Glenwood as we get to the second inning here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, I'm Jacob Goetz. He is Christian Griffin. And Christian, we saw Garrett West give up the two-run home run, but bounced back and into the inning with a strikeout. How big is that for his confidence on the mound? Yeah, it's one thing that you really want to get out of. You see pitchers, they give up a hit and they give up the home run. You can see him very easily get rattled. But to get that strikeout, or to get the pop-up and then the strikeout, really big confidence. It allows your outfield and your infield to see what's been going on and see what... Uh, how the field is going to play. And you bring the ball, or bring the bats back to the plate and hope to be able to respond. As Pelzer Reeves, Landry Cochran, Lane Eddins, a three do up for the Warriors. Here in the road part of the second, deficit is two. As Page delivers a fastball inside on the hands for a 2 0 count. And fans continuing to trickle in here to Tim Fanning Field. A great turnout for Lee Scott on this side. I assume it's the same for Glenwood on the other side, and that one's down Broadway for strike one. And what is a highly anticipated matchup between Lee Scott and Glenwood? Again, it seems like these two teams are always in the mix when it comes to winning championships in AISA. As that one catches the outside corner of the plate to even it up at two apiece. Nobody on, nobody out here in the top half of the second. Lee Scott trails 2-0. With Pelzer Reeves, a 2-2 count. Landry Cochran on deck for the Warriors. Page with a strikeout, kicks and fires, and he's got another one. A swing and strike three from Pelzer Reeves. Just blew by him with the heat, couldn't catch up to it. Yeah, you see that curveball, the pitch before, you're trying to fight it off, and all of a sudden you get an elevated fastball on the outer half of the plate. It's almost the pitch that you got to be looking for if you're going to foul it off. Landry Cochran, the designated hitter, will bat in the sixth hole this afternoon in game number one. Page delivers a fastball to him, and he chops it off just shortly. It looks like the catcher may have got shaken up, but he's able to hop up. His Edwards seems to be okay. It looked like he took that foul ball right off the inner thigh. Home plate umpire respectfully walks his way to the pitcher's mound to give Page a new ball, giving the catcher Edwards just a few more moments to gather himself. And going back to going back to the rivalry in baseball and or baseball, basketball, and football. Lee Scott, you tell me, is clearly the better team in football. <laughs> but basketball looked like Lee Scott was also the better team, but Glenwood upset them. Yeah, that least got that least got basketball team was something special, man. There's no and the football team was too. I mean, just fantastic seasons for both of them and and great seasons for these two teams here as well as that one finds the lower inner part of the plate for a rapid 0-2 hole on Landry Cochran with one out, nobody on for the Warriors here in the top half of the second inning. We saw Glenwood basketball team pulling upset. It seems like this Glenwood baseball team is the team to beat. 
So we'll see if Lee Scott can pull an upset here. And a single to the right side of the outfield gives Landry Cochran his first hit of the afternoon. The first official hit for Lee Scott this afternoon, and they have a base runner here in the second, as they did in the first. So now it's time for the Warriors to move them around a little bit. I'm really impressed with that. One thing that we've seen already so far is the ability for Lee Scott to go the other way. We saw it with Sprayberry, that line out to short. But then we also see it now with Larry Cochran taking that fastball on the outer half of the plate, not trying to do too much with it, not trying to pull around the ball. We're just hitting the ball right where it is. And you get a hit line right in between the first and the second baseman. That one's in the dirt from Jacob Page to Lane Eddins getting his first plate appearance this afternoon. In the seven all, he's behind the dish wearing all the gear for Lee Scott in the infield. We'll set up your Glenwood infield in just a second. Didn't get a chance to do that. We'll do that after this 1-0 pitch. Page delivers in. Hard hit ball. That's a single to the left side. And two runners on now for the Warriors. Cochran will hold up at second. And a good piece of hitting back-to-back -back from Landry Cochran and Lane Eddins with back-to-back -back singles. And the Warriors have a pair here in the second. Yeah, you can see that the Lee Scott hitters are hunting that fastball. That's why we've seen a couple of those couple of those out in front swings on the curveball you're hunting that fastball but you're going to get a couple of them with Jacob Page seeming to be a fastball curveball guy and one thing that we're already seeing a difference of last time when we saw Jacob Page out he was 0-2 or 1-2 ahead of those Lee Scott batters just about every single time and had the Lee Scott hitters guessing well if they are if they're eliminating that curveball and they are strictly hunting that fastball that's what they're getting we're seeing line drives out of it brings up Thomas Whittington your left-handed right fielder with one out and bases with runners on second and first. Lee Scott's got a chance to cut into that 2-0 deficit here in the visitor part of the second. Whittington steps into the left-handed batter's box. Bright orange bat high off the shoulder, awaits the first pitch from Page and lays off of a ball outside. Your infield for Glenwood will start right to left. It's McCrane, that is Brandon at first base. Griggs at second base, Milam at shortstop. Griggs will be the other Griggs that is playing over at third base. That is Lane, who is playing on third. And after this 1-0, Whittington swings at it, can't get there. Give you your outfield as well. Tharp in right, Burton in center, and Holman in left field. Jacob Page on the mound with Pierce Edwards receiving the pitches from him. One's across the board now for Thomas Whittington. Runners on first and second. Page peeks back at second. Big leads for both runners. Delivers. That's in the dirt. Low and away. Again, we see the Lee Scott hitters. They're attacking that fastball. We talked about it last series as well. Aggressive patience. Make Page work into the strike zone. He's danced around the strike zone a little bit. When they come in the strike zone, the Lee Scott hitters have attacked and been successful. The 2-1 to Whittington. It's in the dirt. Good stop from Edwards behind the dish. And a hitter's count for Thomas Whittington, and we talk about this all the time, man. Look, this is high school baseball. Make the pitchers pitch you strikes. That's my. That's always been my mindset. It's always been the go-to for me. Jacob Page is a guy that can pitch strikes, but make him do it consistently. And I feel like when you're playing high school baseball, it doesn't matter what level you're at, private school, public school, 1A, 7A, whatever it is, make the pitcher pitch you strikes and just don't swing at bad pitches. It's a lot easier said than done on our end with the headset on, but... If you're able to do that, Lee Scott can take full advantage, and they're trying to do so with a 3-1 count for Thomas Whittington. Runners on first and second page. Kick and fire. Laid off of it inside, and a walk with the bases are loaded as Hayden Harper will step in for the Warriors and a chance to cut into a 2-0 lead. 
Page went back-to-back change-ups, it looks like. Both of them missed glove side. And, and as you mentioned, making them throw strikes in high school ball specifically, we've talked about it before, you're not going to see many guys with the ability to command the ball in. You can almost lean out over the middle outside part of that plate, and that's what we've seen him do with with Sprayberry as well as McCochran and then um, with Lane Eddins as well. Finding barrels over the heart of the plate. As Harper lays off a first pitch strike. Go ahead, partner. And then there's that curveball again. You're not looking for that first pitch. You'll give him that pitch because you know that fastball is going to come eventually, and you just got to be ready for it. Looks like the left fielder, Holman, playing a little bit more towards center, and Griggs playing a little bit more towards the right baseline. There's a big gap in right field right now as that one's down the middle for Hayden Harper and a quick go-to count. Yeah, Tharp playing close to the second baseman honestly outfield not too big here playing in trying to prevent that second run from scoring the shortstop harper apologies on that partner that one's in the dirt for a one two count i was saying we saw him throw a guy out when they were at lee scott last time up so we know the arm he has and where he's playing right now if there's a fly ball to him it'd be interesting to see if lee scott tries to test him early The one-two called strike three on the outside part of the plate. I just, it's one of those 50-50 ones. From our angle, it looked a little outside. Maybe umpire had a better angle back behind the plate. And a strikeout for Jacob Page, his third on the day. Yeah, good pitch right on the black. And we've seen that. If he can, if the pitchers can hit that spot, you'll see. A lot more strikeouts. Hopefully Harper goes in there and spreads the word. And Wes can exploit that outside part of the plate as well. As that one drops into the zone, a good-looking pitch from Jacob Page for strike one as the Warriors are back to the top of the order with Hutch Sprayberry. Bases loaded, two outs, and an 0-1 count here in the top half of the second inning. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 2-0, trying to get on the scoreboard. Sprayberry flew out to the shortstop his first time up, a chop ball back towards the the backstop, and here we go again, an 0-2 count for Lee Scott hitters. You mentioned it just a second ago. This is where they got in trouble the first time they faced Jacob Page is getting into quick 0-2 counts and 1-2 counts. And now it's time to try to get out of it if you're Hunt Sprayberry. Well, that's the thing. If you're hunting fastball, hunting fastball, all of a sudden you get in such an 0-2 hold like this, then you really got to protect for that curveball. It makes the fastball even more dangerous because you're thinking you got to foul off that curveball too. Sprayberry awaits the 0-2 as Page will step off, getting distracted a little bit from Landry Cochran over on third. Cochran acting like he was going to steal home, trying to get a balk. Page, good job there to step off before doing anything else. The 0-2 to Sprayberry. Went upstairs for it, strike three. The Warriors leave them loaded here in the second inning. They trail Glenwood 2-0 as we head to the home part of the second here at Tim Fanning Field. Glenwood 2, your Lee Scott Warriors nothing here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. We're live from 
Auburn Bank signing day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. NMLS number 403461. The Warriors leave them loaded in the top half of the second, and Christian, a missed opportunity for Lee Scott. They trail Glenwood 2-0 here on the state semifinals in game one of the best of three series. It is one of those guys. Page isn't going to give you too many chances. So getting the bases loaded there, especially with one out. You would have liked to have seen the Warriors scratch across one and try and get their way back into this game. But worst case scenario, made him throw some stress pitches with the bases loaded coming out of the stretch. And you're hoping that could possibly do some damage later on in this game, or hopefully he won't be able to go as long. And that, that Glenwood team will have to go to their bullpen a little bit earlier than expected. Glenwood, after getting the two-run home run from Jackson Milam in the bottom half of the third, Garrett West is back on the mound for the Warriors. He ended the first inning with a strikeout, so a good response from him. And a swinging strike one from Lucas Holman, the left fielder wearing number 21. After this 0-1 pitch, we'll get your Lee Scott defense set up for you. Well, that's kick and fire. Can't find the zone for a 1-1 count. Moving right to left for Lee Scott in the infield. Sam Jackson at first, Pelza Reeves at second. Hayden Harper at shortstop. Kate Hudson playing third. And right to left in the outfield after this 1-1 pitch. Which is down the middle for strike two. Thomas Whittington in right. Hutch Sprayberry in center field. Smith Harkins is in left. Late ends behind the dish. Catching pitches from Garrett West. One-two count. Lucas Holman. And chopped it foul down the third baseline. He'll stay alive at one-two. And if you're West, you still got to have a lot of confidence on the mound. You gave up two runs. But even that curveball that Milam hit out, it wasn't necessarily a bad pitch. He almost inside outed that curveball right at his front foot, hit it over the left center field wall, but it wasn't a bad pitch. You just got to trust that your offense can do the same and put up some runs to help you out a little bit. The one-two from West again. Got him swinging strike three. As Garrett West, that's back-to-back -back strikeouts for the young man on the mound. And one away here in the home part of the second. Pitch before jammed Holman. He barely got a piece of it. Went back inside with that fastball. And Holman didn't have a chance. First pitch to Aaron Burton is on the outside part of the plate. Strike one. Burton batting in the eighth spot. Where's number five? He'll be in center field for the Gators. Burton was only two. One of two Glenwood Gators to not reach base via the hit. Last time Lee Scott faced him, went 0 for 8. He did have three walks. So not a bad addition for that bottom half of the lineup for Glenwood. But if you're Lee Scott, looking to keep him off the base pass, looking to keep the speed off the base pass, and with Burton being in that center field position as well. That was chopped into the backstop. The 0-2 West sends it, and just a little low to make it a 1-2 count. One away, nobody on for the Gators here in the... Bottom half of the second inning, Lee Scott trailing that Glenwood team 2-0. The 1-2 from West. 
And it's a blooper to the right side of the infield. And Sam Jackson makes the grab for out number two. Four straight relatively easy outs coming off that two-run homer and the walk to follow that. So we talk about it. A good job there from West to settle back down and continue to do your job. The bottom portion of the lineup, number nine in the nine hole, I should say, Jackson Griggs steps in and takes a first pitch strike from Garrett West. One thing I've always liked from West is he has the ability to throw any of his pitches for a get-me-over strike. Obviously, you're in that nine hole. You're Jackson Griggs. You're not looking for a first pitch curveball, but just like that, you're down 0-1. That one in the dirt to even it up at one apiece. With two away, the bottom of the lineup is up right now for Glenwood. This would be a big opportunity for Lee Scott to get out of the inning and bring the bats back up. Yeah, you're facing one Griggs now. You want to face the other Griggs in that leadoff spot in the bottom half of the third. Chopper to Sam Jackson at first. West hustles over, covers the bag, and out number three is recorded. So a 1-2-3 inning for Garrett West on the mound, and the Gators still lead Lee Scott 2-0, but the bats coming back up for the Warriors here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-DIXS. Come in and get it out of your system, the Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we are still in Auburn, right behind CTU. Our new address is 1823 Opelika Road. Turn in between Badcock Furniture and CTU, and you will be looking at us. Newer, bigger, better location, but the same great customer service. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road or call us at 887-8422. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Kate Hudson, Garrett West, and Sam Jackson do up for the Warriors here in the top half of the third. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Alongside me is Christy Griffin on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, as that's a chopper down the third baseline, and a play cannot be made by Griggs. And Kate Hudson will get to first base on a single here to lead off the third inning. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. A perfect way to start the third inning as Kate Hudson hits that chopper to the third base side. Play can't be made from Griggs, and the Warriors have a base runner to start the third. Yeah, it wasn't hit necessarily too hard, but Griggs was shaded over in that 5-6 hole, so the chopper right over that third base bag tried to make a sliding dive backhanded play. Was unable to. 
Hard hit ball to the shortstop, makes the play at second, throws it over, and a double play just like that on a hard hit ball from Garrett West, and all that work is now gone. Number 11, Jackson. Yeah, unfortunate right there. Arguably the hardest hit ball that Lee Scott's had the entire game. But a one hop right to Milan, able to run over there. Touch second and fire over to third relatively easily. And just like that, two pitches, two outs. For Page, which is the last thing that you want to get him in that kind of rhythm. And first pitch outside, laid off by Sam Jackson. We talked about it the first two innings. Lee Scott put together some good at-bats, and the second especially strung together some good at-bats, making Page throw and increase that pitch count. Jackson trying to do what he can to, to find his way on with two outs and pass the torch. That pitch elevated outside the zone for a 2-0 count. If my count is correct, the Warriors have left four stranded so far, thanks to one in the first and then a bases-loaded situation in the last inning. And so the 2-0 count for Jackson, that's hit hard into right center, but catches a little win all the way back at the wall, and the grab is made by Burton. And the Warriors had some momentum early, but down just like that. We head to the bottom of the third. Lee Scott trails 2-0 to Glenwood here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. One of the quickest innings you'll see in baseball as uh, Jacob Page gave off a gave up a leadoff single to Cade Hudson, but partner, it took him five pitches to retire the side. Yeah. <laughs> as we talk about it, one of those quicker innings almost eliminates the pitch count that he threw in the first or the second inning. Two pitches, two outs, not necessarily the traditional way. Cade Hudson with that infield single. And Garrett West hit a ball right on the screws, but right to Milam. And then three pitches later, we talk about it, that Sam Jackson fly out. I got in on his hands a little bit and still traveled maybe a step or two from the wall. So, I mean, you can see even with the flag not necessarily blowing like we're feeling right now, you can see that the wind, once it gets up there into that sky, is going to play a big effect on that baseball. First pitch was a strike. Second pitch fouled into the parking lot. And it sounded like it hit a car. Don't know which one it was, but now a quick 0-2 hole for Lane Griggs as the Gators have the top of the order due up here in the home part of the third. Griggs, Edwards, and Milam. And Milam, of course, hit the two-run homer, which is the difference here in a 2-0 game for Glenwood. That's popped up into the parking lot yet again. And no oohs and ahs. <laughs> Sounds like everything's okay. That's so great. Usually we can't always see where the ball lands, but you can always tell 
what it hits on the way down. West trying to retire yet again. Another Glenwood Gator and a dribbler to Harper at short. Pops up, throws across the diamond, took his time, and rightfully so, one away here in the third. Well, partner sinks the two-run home run, and after the walk to Brandon McCrane to follow, it's been six retired batters for Garrett West on the hump. What have you seen since he gave up the two-run homer? I think the biggest thing is you're throwing early strike ones, and you're getting weak contact. And those things obviously work hand-in-hand hand because the batter is not able to sit on one pitch. And as we talked about, West's ability to throw that curveball or that changeup for a first-pitch strike and get the batters in a hole, all three of those things kind of aspects to creating that weak contact. Which he did right there to get Pierce Edwards into an 0-1 hole. He's got the infield single his first time up. And takes that one on the out part of the plate. Can't get the call. Good-looking pitch, though, trying to get him to go after it. But put ones across the board now. One ball, one strike, and one out. Nobody on for Glenwood in the bottom portion of the third. Gators looking to extend a 2-0 lead over Lee Scott. Big swing and miss to make it 1-2. There's that changeup. Pitch missed up a little bit more than, than I'm sure West and head coach Tim Hudson would like, but that change of speed just enough to get Pierce Edwards out in front. The 1-2 from West had a lot of movement on it right there at the plate. And that right there, I feel like that shows your ability as a pitcher. That curveball, I don't even think it necessarily had it. It was a strike its whole entire life. Missed way off into that left-handed batter's box, but if you're getting almost a check swing on a curveball like that, that shows that your stuff is effective. West sends it in and low and stopped by Edens behind the dish. And what started as a 0-1 count is now a full count with 3-2-1 on the board. Yeah, definitely want to get Edwards here. Force Milam to come up with two out, nobody on. The payoff pitch got him swinging upstairs, strike three. And Garrett West has matched Jacob Page with his third strikeout on the afternoon here in game one. Brings up Jackson Milam in the left-handed batter's box. And my apologies, four strikeouts for Jacob Page. But Garrett West has three so far for the Warriors. And the ground ball to Garrett West, and it says it was fouled. Looked like it may have been fouled off the foot of Jackson Milam as he limps away, but able to walk it off. I never had the opportunity as a player, but I always think about it now. How many times could I have faked that ball hitting my foot to, to save myself from a little chopper, like a swinging bunt like that? But it's a little harder to think of when you're in the box. That's on the inside part of the plate. Looked like a strike from here, but can't get the call to even it up at one apiece for Jackson Milam, who, as I mentioned, is the difference maker with a two-run home run. Back in the bottom half of the first inning, it's 2-0 Glenwood. A 1-1 count from West. That's inside near the feet. It's at lay for a 2-1 count. Two away, nobody on for the Gators. Lee Scott trying to get to the bats. It'll be Reeves, Cochran, Eddins due up for the Warriors. West takes his time, kicks and fires the 2-1. Can't catch the outside part of the plate either for a 3-1 count. Lee Scott fans getting a little frustrated with the non-calls from the home plate umpire. Yeah, I feel like you got to give one or the other. If you're not going to give the outside part of the plate, give the inner half of the plate. 
Right there, both of those right on the black, both of them called a ball. And that one's in the dirt as Milan will walk and jog down to first base, and the Gators have a two-out base runner. Something we talk about a lot, two-out base runners are dangerous. A lot of times they come back to bite you. Lee Scott got to take care of business here. McCrane walked his first time up, but arguably the most dangerous hitter in this Glenwood lineup, the Auburn commit. Again, somebody you'd definitely rather face with nobody on and two outs, or as we would have liked to see to lead off that home half of the fourth inning. But if you're West, you got work to do. Work out of a little bit of a jam. We'll see if Milam's running here, trying to get a runner in scoring position for the Gators. Time for the Warriors to make a play in the field. They trail Glenwood 2-0. Bottom portion of the third. There's two outs with a runner on first as Brandon McCrane steps in for the Gators West. Turns, throws over to first, and he's back in time. Appreciate everybody tuning in here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app for Lee Scott Baseball and the state semifinals in game one versus rival Glenwood here on the road. You can see the respect that the outfield has former crane at the plate all of them shifted over to that right pool side and deep as that one gets into the dirt Edens can't stop it behind the dish and Milam will easily be safe at second so the Gators now have a runner in scoring position for Brandon McCrane it's one thing we got to try to eliminate can't compound an error with another error you give up that two out walk and McCrane, McCrane is at the plate. You're trying to get ahead. But the wild pitch makes everything everything more dangerous as the Gators have another runner in scoring position. That's it hard. Into center. It's high into the air. Sprayberry underneath it and makes the play for out number three. So the two-out walk doesn't come back to burn. Lee Scott this time, and the Warriors retire to the side. One left on, and nobody came around to score. And so a 2-0 lead for Glenwood as the Warriors come back up to bat here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. The top half of the fourth inning we go. Lee Scott Warriors trailing the Glenwood Gators two to nothing thanks to a Jackson Milam first inning two run homer. It'll be Reeves, Cochran, and Lane Eddins do up for the Lee Scott Warriors. Jacob Page still on the mound for the Gators. Four strikeouts for him, and as we mentioned, 
one of those guys. You're not going to get too many opportunities to strike runs across. So you're going to try your best to scratch and claw, find ways to get runners on base any way that you can. As Puzzle Reeves digs into the right-handed batter's box. Swings at the first pitch curveball for strike one. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins here on the call at Tim Fanning Field for game one of the final four matchup between the Glenwood Gators and your Lee Scott Warriors. Reeves with a single. Oh, I'm sorry, that ball was cut off by the shortstop, Milam. That's a very nice play as he fires over to first. I thought that ball was getting into center field. But Milam covering a lot of ground. Fielded that right over the second base bag and was able to fire over there to first to get, to get Reeves at first. So one away here in the top half of the fourth inning. Designated hitter Landry Cochran digs in. He singled his first time up. Page working from the stretch, no wind up. As Cochran fouls that ball foul over the Lee Scott dugout. Lane Eddins, Lee Scott catcher in game one on deck. He also singled. Fastball is grounded to second base. Short hop fielded by Griggs. Will make the flip over to McCrane at first. So quickly two away here in the top half of the fourth inning. Number 13, Eddins. We saw the two-run homer from Milam in the home half of the first inning, but Lee Scott has, has definitely had the longest inning that top half of the second inning where they got bases loaded. As Eddins digs in and swings at the first pitch curveball. Lee Scott was not able to cash in one of those runners. He's got three hits to the Glenwood two, but both of those hits coming at a key opportunity with Pierce and Milam. Hitting that two-run homer. Is that curveball? We all thought it was upstairs, but gets that call at the top half of the zone. Brings a count to no balls and two strikes to the Lee Scott catcher. Yeah, two fastball is swung on and missed. So back-to-back, -back, relatively stressed three innings for Page. That gives him five strikeouts on the afternoon. We'll head to the home half of the fourth. Lee Scott trailing 2-0. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball and the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Come in and get it out of your system. The Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we are still in Auburn, right behind CTU. Our new address is 1823 Opelika Road. Turn in between Badcock Furniture and CTU, and you will be looking at us. Newer, bigger, better location, but the same great customer service. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road, or call us at 887-8422. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams, but it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can, because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day, or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save. 
at Reynolds Outdoors. They're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. We are halfway through game one of the final four matchup between the Glenwood Gators and your Lee Scott Warriors. Garrett West back on the mound. Misses Lowe to his counterpart, Jacob Page. 2-0 your score. Glenwood leads your Lee Scott Warriors. Christian Griffin and Jacob Logan's Goins on the call here at Lee Sports Network. Fastball misses inside to Jacob Page. Brings a count of two balls and no strikes. Glad to see Garrett West still in this game after giving up that two-run home run back in the first. Ever since then, been a very clean game for Garrett West. Ground ball is chopped to Hudson at third. It's a little Olay. Gets the ball fielded in the glove, but tries to field it. Pops right out. And then to do that. So I believe that'll be... I would, I would record that as an infield hit. It's a tough play to make. Yeah, tough play, but if you're Cade, and you'd like to see Cade Hudson get in front of that. It was a hard hit ground ball, but you'd like to see him try to get in front of the baseball rather than trying to scoop it out on off your side. Uh, if you kind of get in front of that baseball, if you don't clean, field it cleanly, you may be able to stop it and still have a, ch a chance to throw it out at first. That one popped out the glove towards the third base bag and just no chance, and an infield single to start it off for the Gators here in the bottom half of the fourth. Brings up the right fielder, Wyatt Thorpe. Thorpe struck out looking his first time up. And was the first of West's three strikeouts to date. He squares as we as we see the Glenwood Gators. They get a runner on first with nobody on to lead off an inning. We talked about it. That was one of my three keys to the game. Take the out that they're going to give you. If Tharp is giving himself up and sacrificing a bunt, you'll take 90 feet for an out. He squares again, and that curveball misses in the dirt, and just like that, Page. I'm sorry. There's a pinch runner. I don't believe we have. Don't think on we there, do. Number 20 came in to run for Page. Good dirt ball read there, and just like that, we see LeBlanc. Not, that's not even necessarily playing a factor, but right. That's what's so tough. Second, regardless. That's what's so tough is they get the runner to advance to second without having to actually lay down the bunt. And I expect to see. I expect to see Wyatt Tharp stand up and try to hit this baseball. Or we'll see here if he does try and sacrifice again, get the runner to third. If he bunts a soft one to third, make Hudson come in and field it. Runner will be able to take third. And you have runners. Oh, a great pickoff there, and he got him. He got him. Yes, what a he great pickoff there from West. The perfect little play. The second baseman was holding him on. Pelzer Reeves, he backed off. West lifted. Harper went to field behind the runner. Runner was got a, already got his secondary preparing for that bunt from Tharp. And a great pickoff there from Garrett West. And just like that, one out, nobody on. Again, we talk about it. Just a great pickoff there from West. Perfectly executed from the Warriors. Tharp still squares, takes the ball. Inside to bring the count to three balls and no strikes. Yeah, huge to get the leadoff runner there for Lee Scott. You had the runner on second who advanced from first off of the uh, misplay at the plate, and so a huge opportunity for Lee Scott. That one's over the plate from Garrett West to make it a 3-1, but 
now you have no danger right now on the plate and, and on the base paths. And so uh, a good, maybe another confidence booster for Garrett West and maybe a chance to take a sigh of relief here with a 3-1 count. West comes set. That ball is grounded to Reeves at second. And that ball will eat up Reeves and get past him into right field. It's a hard hit ball, but another one of those ones you want to see the Lee Scott Warriors sacrifice their body, get in front of, tried to feel that off to the side and more times than not. Play is not going to be made successfully. Well, you just have to clean it so perfectly when you do that. When yeah. you've got the glove out to your side, I mean, the only thing you have between you and the baseball is the size of your glove. Whereas if you get your – now, again, that was a very hard hit ball. Same thing with Cade Hudson. But if you're able to get your body over, then you have your entire body frame to stop the baseball rather than just the small area of your glove. Curveball misses in the dirt. Throw over to second. Is not in time. We talk about Glenwood there. Their aggressiveness on the base pass. They see a ball in the dirt. They are going to take and make the Lee Scott Warriors field it, field it cleanly, make the perfect throw and the perfect tag. And did just about that, but with ball in the dirt, having to pick it up barehanded and fire that ball over to second. It's a really tough play to be made. And just like that, another runner in scoring position for the Gators, leading 2-0 here in the home half of the fourth inning. Fastball from West in there. It's even the count at one. Lucas Holman. That would have been all the way to the wall down there where it says 312 near the foul pole, and that was about an inch in the foul territory. At least Scott, they, Glenwood would have taken a 3 nothing lead. I'm going to go ahead and tell you on that. Oh, very, very easily. Obviously, it was foul, but from our angle, it definitely looked like it hopped over that first base back, but no argument from the Glenwood coach. And you see Holman no, give no argument as well, so definitely clearly a foul ball. Nothing but a strike here for West. Brings a 1-2 count. Steps off and looks the runner. Tharp back to second. And just from looking, it seems like Garrett West is confident on the hump as he gives up that home run, but he's really working right now. He has that runner on second, trying to get him and the batter out at the same time. He goes back inside to the fastball. Chopper to Reeves. He will field it cleanly and field it safely. And fire over to first for out number two. The ball had a lot of English on it. Good job of him staying in front of it, fielding it cleanly. As I mentioned, fielding it safely because he knew he had time to make the throw out at first. But any sort of bobble, you make a bad throw, the runner from third scores as well. And it was also sort of in no man's land between the pitcher's mound and second base. And so a good play and a good idea for Garrett West to lay off of it and let Pelzer come up and make the play as he's running straight towards the ball rather than Garrett West running at an awkward angle. Aaron Burton watches the first pitch curveball in the zone for strike one. We talk about it. West went inside to get Holman on strikes the last time up, went back in on that fastball. Moved the runner over, but no real threat of getting on base with a hit like or with contact like that. Good stop there from Lade Eddins as the fastball misses downstairs. Two out, runner on third base for the Glenwood Gators. Lee Scott looking to get out of the fourth inning jam and keep the score at two to nothing. One-one pitch. From West to Burton is a curveball swung on and missed. Another big hack. 
And that curveball is working for West. In the driver's seat ahead, one ball and two strikes. What a big out this would be for Lee Scott in the field where they've had a couple of mishaps. They were able to get one of them, but a runner on third and a one count, a big pitch. On two. Oh, the curveball swung on and missed. West went to the curveball all three times to get Burton. And that is West's fourth strikeout of the afternoon. Got to bring some confidence to the hitters, does West. We head to the top half of the fifth inning. This one's flying by. Lee Scott trails nothing. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. We're through four here at Tim Fanning Field, heading to the top of the fifth we go. It'll be Whittington, Harper, and then back to the top of the lineup in Sprayberry, due up in the top half of the fifth inning. Warriors trailing two to nothing. Christian Griffin, Jacob going to the call partner. An infield single and a two-run homer, literally the only damage done, and you're one pitch away from being in a tie game. Yeah, it's the only damage done on the scoreboard. Lee Scott is a big swing strike from Thomas Whittington. But, yeah, on the scoreboard, those are the only two things that Lee Scott has really given up. And, and you mentioned it earlier. Milam took that pitch yard into center field, but it wasn't a bad pitch from Garrett West. Just a strong piece of hitting went down on the golf-style swing on the curveball and, and just got a piece of it into the wind. And so Lee Scott has to feel okay with another swinging strike foul tipped into the glove for the 0-2, but Lee Scott's got to feel okay on the infield, even with the mishaps we just saw in that in that inning. Just got to get the bats working a little bit with Jacob Page still on the mound. He's got, what, five strikeouts already? But Lee Scott's made some contact on the baseball. Just got to put some in play. The 0-2 pitcher swung on in and play it is. Whittington past the shortstop. We'll see if he tries to go to second. He pumps on the brakes. So a long single for Whittington, and we've talked about it. You're not going to get too many chances to scratch run across, runs across if you're the Warriors facing Jacob Page. Well, we've seen a bunch of hard hit balls, a bunch of barrels, just not able to continue the rallies. We'll see if we'll see if Lee Scott pulls a page out of Glenwood's book with Harper. See if he tries to get a sacrifice bunt, get that runner to second and cut the lead in half, or if Harper will be free swinging. Like Thomas Whittington was listening to me up here. I said, put it in play. It's exactly what he did on the very next pitch. And the Warriors have a base runner. First pitch curveball. Misses up and in to the Lee Scott shortstop. Wind coming back into play. We see the, the grill going on that right field line. Brown all the way into center field. Harper does show bunt. 
but pulls back as a fastball misses downstairs. Would love to see Harper find his way on for the top half of the order. Whittington, a solid lead over there at first. Harper taking all the way, watches the first pitch right down Samford Avenue. The 2-1 from Page to Harper. Harper shows Blunt, pokes at the curveball and whiffs to even the count out two balls and two strikes. He tried to see, wasn't necessarily a sacrifice, he pulled late. But a snap curveball that Page has, it's a hard pitch to get down. Well, you poked at it. You said that right. I mean, he, he had to go out after it. It just couldn't quite get to it on a good pitch selection from Page to make it a 2 Whittington stumbles, diving back into first on that pickoff attempt. But gets his hand back in safely. 2-2 count. We'll see if Whittington is off and running, trying to avoid the double play. Harper steps in. That was close. Another quick pick over to Whittington. I think Whittington was leaning a little bit, but able to get back in safely. We'll see if that cuts off the steal attempt. Page nods towards Edwards. Comes set. 2-2 is a curveball. Swung on and missed for strike three. Again, we've seen it a number of times. That's six strikeouts for Page. And you're, you know, you're hunting the fastball, which is the correct thing to do with a guy like Page, but you get in an 0-2 hole. And that curveball that starts on the outer half of the plate by the way, it gets to you, and you're starting to swing. It's over in that left-handed batter's, batter's box if you're a right-handed hitter. And we saw the leadoff or the lead over at first base close in just a little bit for Whittington as he was almost picked off there in that first bat. A Sprayberry. Center fielder digs into the left-handed batter's box, watches the first pitch called strike. Sprayberry let off the game with a line out to short. Hit the ball right on the screws, but right to Milam at short, struck out his second time up, chasing that high heater. Let's see what we can do here. Long pause on the mound. That fastball misses up and out. Evens the count at one ball and one strike. Reminder that Lee Scott defeated Fort Dale 12 to 1 and then 6 to 3 this time last week in the opening round of these AISA Class 3A state playoffs to advance to the semifinals in this three game set with the Glenwood Gators trailing 2 0. And reminder that today's game is that pickoff attempt unsuccessful. Today's game is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24 hour towing services. Big pitch here from Page. That ball is chopped down the right side, and that'll get through. The back pick to second. Ooh, close play there. Good play there. Heads up play there from Tharp. Trying to get Wayington at second. If you're Lee Scott, you'll definitely take that chopper, not hit too hard. But it looked like McCrane gave up on it immediately, went back to go cover first. I feel like he could have gotten there more than the second baseman Griggs could have, but he gave up on it immediately. Just like that, two runners on. Again, we talk about it. You're not going to get too many opportunities against a guy like Jacob Page. You have the guy that you want up right here in the right-handed batter's box in Cade Hudson. 
You're looking to cut this game cut this game in half with a single here in the top half of the fourth, fifth inning. Glenwood leading the Lee Scott Warriors two to nothing, despite only having two hits, and the Lee Scott Warriors with five. And we know Cade Hudson with his power, he could put this thing away in one swing. As that one's low and out for ball number one. Don't have to hit the home run. Don't want to be looking for it here, but you want to get good contact. We've seen two nice piece of hits, and time for Kate Hudson to do the same thing, looking for uh, his second single of the afternoon. We can talk about the respect that they have for Hudson in that right-handed batter's box. The center fielder, again, we mentioned it, the center field wall only being 352. So if that's a 400-foot wall, you, you, know, you could say he's playing relatively deep, but with this center field wall being pretty shallow, he's almost at the wall probably a step or two from that warning track same thing with the left fielder right fielder a little bit shallower as a pinch runner comes in i believe it was hutchins blowmeyer i believe is who jogged in for the warriors so get some speed on that second base bag if hudson can find a way to lace one in the gap i'd like to think it's a tie game with blowmeyer and sprayberry speed on the bases the 1-0 count it's a curveball, misses downstairs, brings the count to two balls and no strikes. Garrett West on the batters in, in the on deck circle. Looking to help himself out here. If Hudson can pass the torch to him. A 2-0 count. There's a fastball. Grounded to shortstop. Backhanded play for Milam. Not able to be made. Grounding third is Blomeyer. He will, he's trips grounded down the third base line. Gets up. <laughs> And he will still be safe. Oh, my gosh. Blomeyer trips twice rounding the third base bag. We talk about it, the grass going from – or we talk about the, the dirt going from grass to the – To the turf. To the turf. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Wow. Chaotic play. Trips rounding third. Gets Holy up. Trips smokes. again. The throw from the left fielder cut off by McCrane at first, but it's a short, it was a short hop. Was not able to field it cleanly. Ended up getting all the way back to the catcher. And Blomeyer dives in safely just ahead of the tag at the plate. Well, I promise you one thing, that will not be on any Sports <laughs> Center top tens tonight, but Warriors are on the board as he came around. And you mentioned it, and we talked about this earlier, with the grass, the infield being grass, but it separates. And right there as you're rounding third, if you take a big enough turn, which most people would, it turns into turf. And yeah, so the runner so. slipped not once, but twice. And you mentioned it, the throw was cut off, and a play at the plate goes the Warriors' way here. <laughs> on the road a chaotic way to score the most dramatic way possible but at least got cuts the lead in half and still in really good shape with runners on the corners hey, yeah heads up base running as well from sprayberry being able to go from first to third on that ball he paused at second but when the play was being it play was happening at home though he was covering third so he took off yeah that it's almost a perfect 90 degree angle where dirt meets grass meets turf and you can tell that was where his foot got caught up initially, got up and took two more steps, tripped again, and then dove safely just grabbing that corner of the home base, home plate before, before the tag from Edwards. But you'll take a run how you can get him, even count here to Garrett West with runners on the corners. Well, here and here's my thing, too. Look, we talk about this a lot when we come here to Glenwood. Tim Fanning Field is a very nice, it's a very, very nice field. It's a very, very nice complex. But in my opinion, if we're going to do turf, do the whole thing. If you're going to have grass, make it all grass. 1-1 one, one curveball is inside, and a great delayed steal there from Cade Hudson. Edwards tried to frame the inner half curveball, didn't get the call, and Hudson got a big secondary and a delayed steal. So just like that, a hit could give the Warriors the lead here in the top half of the fifth inning. 
What an opportunity for Garrett West, who gave up a two-run homer on the mound to get it back here with the bats. 2-1 curveball, misses inside, brings the count to 3-1. I feel like we're going to have to get a quote from Blomeyer after this game just to, <laughs> to hear the chaotic, or the chaos that was in his mind because he would have scored relatively without a throw. Then he tripped left fielder, tried to throw him out at home. A 3-1 count to Garrett West. It's a curveball that hits him, but he says... The home plate umpire says that he leaned into it. That is the incorrect oh, call. There's no shot. There's no that way. Is, That's a that bad call. That is the incorrect call. Now you throw back-to-back curveballs to miss inside. The third one misses even more inside. You got to go have a meeting with the home, with the second base umpire or the field umpire because it's ball four regardless. He's not trying to lean into it. And do you want to update? That was Drew Guy, not yes, Hutchins okay. Blumeyer. My apologies. So, that was will. Drew Guy. I gave you bad information. That was Drew Guy who scored on coming around third. Blumeyer, okay, there we go. And that is the correct call. He will take first on a hit-by-pitch. Glenwood coach coming out to talk, not necessarily in agreement. I like being able to talk to the field umpire there to make that correct call because again it's ball four he's not trying to lean into that ball four pitch you miss on the inside pitch on the curveball back to back to back pitches there's no way that the third one he's trying to lean into it and again that play has been made and called so bases loaded for the Lee Scott Warriors Sam Jackson digs in looking to tie this game or possibly take the lead for the Lee Scott Warriors. Yeah, and again, that was my apologies. I gave you bad information, Bart. That was Drew Guy, not Blomeyer, who did score the first run for the Warriors. And uh, Lee Scott beneficial of another call, and it was the correct call. Don't get me wrong. And so the officials and the umpires called it wrong at first, but corrected it and going to have a meeting at the mound. But Lee Scott trails 2-1, but they've cut into it. And here we are again, another bases loaded situation against Jacob Page. We've said you don't get these opportunities often. You won't get this one again. You've already had it once if you're Lee Scott and a big opportunity here for the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors came up empty in the top half of the second inning. Had bases loaded, one out, a pop-up, and then a strikeout ended things for the Warriors. You have one across here from the RBI single from Cade Hudson, Garrett West with that hit-by-pitch. He will get another pinch runner. I uh, didn't quite catch the and number on Brady him. That is Brady Sojlowski. Oh, okay, yeah, number one, got you. Comes in yep. to run for the pitcher. Getting now, some more speed with Sojlowski there on the on the first plate back. And again, just a chance for Lee Scott to tie the game, take the lead. A lot of damage can be done here with one swing from Sam Jackson. And again, as you mentioned, it's one of those things you passed up on it the first time. You're not going to get three chances at this. you got to at least find a way to scratch one more across and tie this game if you are the Lee Scott Warriors. Long look in from Page to Sam Jackson as that first pitch misses downstairs. It seems like the momentum is beginning to turn here a little bit. See how Page reacts to the pressures. He's down in the count. One ball. That ball is lined up the middle. That'll be a first single to center field. One run will score. Hudson's being waved around third. He will score. Both runners advance. Runners on second and third. Two runners score. Just like that, the Warriors lead 3-2 with that Sam Jackson. Clutch, two-run single. Huge hit for Lee Scott. 
here on the road. And how about it? The bats come alive. It's been the strength all year. And the bats come to work here in this inning. Sam Jackson, the huge single straight up the middle. He reaches second base. And the Warriors lead for the first time today, 3-2. Talk about it. We've talked about it numerous times. Hunting that fastball. The base is loaded. Usually the first is the best pitch you're going to see. He missed downstairs. Got the fastball in the outer half of the plate. We've talked about it numerous times. Being able to go where the pitch is thrown. Didn't try to do too much with it. Knew that his spot was to do what he could to get a run home. Single right up the middle. Scores two. And just like that, Pelzer Reeves up in the right-handed batter's box. Not done yet. Runners on second and third. You hit a ground ball here. I mean, that's all you need to do is stretch this lead to four to two. And even a fly out because you just have the one out here in this top half of the fifth inning. At least Scott had a huge opportunity with the lead here at Glenwood. 1-0 fastballs upstairs. Evens the count at one and one. While we have a moment, credit to, to Garrett West as well. Gave up that two-run homer in the home half of the first inning, but being able to keep his head on his shoulders, keep the team in the game, trusting your offense to come through. And again, we talk about a scoring in the middle innings. And just like that, three spot here in the top half of the fifth inning. Couldn't ask for it to do any better in the fifth inning. That's about as middle as you can get yeah. when it comes to Lee Scott trying to get those runs in those middle innings. And, and three of them here, a three-piece here in the top half of the fifth. Lee Scott with the lead on the road in game one of the semifinals. A 2-1 count to Pelzer Reeves. It's a fastball that misses in the left-handed batter's box. A so 3-1 to the Warriors' second baseman. And this is where I go back to, you've got Jacob Page, maybe a little rattled with a 3-1 count, giving up those three runs. This is where you make him pitch you strikes. It does not apply any more than it does right here. A 3-1 count to Pelzer Reeves. The fastball popped right down the first baseline. First baseman McCrane will have room to make the play, and he will catch it for out number two. Number two, Cochran. So Reeves with a pop out. In foul territory to the first baseman McCrane. And Landry Cochran will be the man of, I guess the second man of the inning. Trying to do what he can to extend their lead. Warriors leading 3-2 with a three spot here in the top half of the fifth inning. Three runs on seven hits now for the Warriors. Big swing and a miss at that first pitch curveball from designated hitter Landry Cochran. Again, we've got three with runners on second and third. You, you're you going to get greedy, and you want to ask for a couple more. That curveball misses inside and actually gets a piece. No, it didn't. Umpire's going to say no. Cochran tried to sell it. Well, the home plate umpire put his hands up. And head coach Tim Hudson yeah. asking for an explanation, and he can't believe it. Yeah, he put his hands up, which means a dead ball. So it's, you're not going to put your hands up on a ball. I mean, again, Cochran yeah. did try and sell it, didn't think of it immediately. I don't think he thought that it hit him, but if you're the home put umpire, you throw your hands up showing the signal of a dead ball. I think that's what Coach Hudson's at. Mm -hmm. him because he keeps that's exactly giving what the he's exact saying. answer, saying you're the one putting your hands up. That looked like it's going to go our way because Hudson's not, not in agreement. Just trying to get an explanation of, of what happened and, and starting to see umpires get a little bit more involved here as the game has really gotten tense here at Glenwood between Lee Scott and the Gators. Yeah, so the 0 one curveball started right at Cochran. It was a very similar one to West that we saw. Cochran ducked. And the call of a hit-by-pitch, but 
Cochran wants to, would rather hit anyways, right? 1-1 count from Jacob Page. It's a fastball that actually hits the butt of the bat. And will roll foul down the first baseline. So back-to-back, -back, relatively unfortunate events for Cochran. Now in a hole, having to protect down one ball and two strikes. Interested to see if Page goes for that curveball again, trying to jam him in on the hands or just tries to blow by him with the fastball on a 1-2 count with two away runners on second and third. Landry's got to be ready. It'll be that fastball up and out, I think, or he'll try to go to that curveball. I don't think he'll try and force that curveball back in. He does go to the fastball on the outer half of the plate, and Cochran swings through it. So the damage has been done here in the top half of the fifth inning with the Warriors striking for three and taking a 3-2 to lead over the home Glenwood Gators here at Tim Fanning Field. We'll be back for the home half of the fifth inning. Your Warriors leading 3-2. You're listening to Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Come in and get it out of your system. The Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we are still in Auburn, right behind CTU. Our new address is 1823 Opelika Road. Turn in between Badcock Furniture and CTU, and you will be looking at us. Newer, bigger, better location, but the same great customer service. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road or call us at 887-8422. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. To the home half of the fifth we go with the Lee Scott Warriors getting a three spot in the top half of the fifth inning. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins here with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. 9-1-2 and two up for Glenwood. Griggs, the other Griggs, and then Pierce Edwards. Again, 9-1-2. and two. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen Garrett West on the mound, but no complaints for the Warriors. As that first pitch curveball breaks in there for a called strike one. Again, yeah, it's always tough. Now go ahead. I was just going to say, again, we mentioned it in the previous the top half of the inning. Credit to Garrett West for keeping his head on his shoulders. Gave up that two-run homer. But other than that, has bounced back and has looked terrific. Again, we even mentioned that two-run homer was a good, was a quality pitch. Mm -hmm. Milam just put a good swing on it. But other than that, only two hits throughout the entire contest and looking in control on that mound. And you always wonder what the pitcher's going to do after sitting for longer than usual since Lee Scott's bat sort of woke up a little bit there that delivers in the zone for a 1-2 count. But so far, it seems like West is okay on this uh, first batter, Jackson Griggs. Yeah, I feel like it's one thing if he's... So it's one thing if you're sitting down the entire time, but being a part of the action actually got in that bat, you know, you have that adrenaline running through you and everything's happening at once rather than, you know, with the slow, with the slow pace of walks and walks as that one-two curveball misses upstairs. Being a part of the action, I'm sure, has to help out a lot. I don't know where it missed. You said upstairs. I just don't know. I mean, that, <laughs> it looked good from here. Two-two curveball is popped into shallow left field. 
Arkins will sprint forward, camp under it, and make the play for out number one. We talk about it, the soft contact that West has been able to create. That's another example there as that ball is off the cap. It went into shallow left field. Brings up third baseman Lane Griggs. Griggs 0 for 2 on the afternoon. A line out to shortstop and a ground out to shortstop. So Harper been busy so far. First pitch fastball misses downstairs. Three straight batters retired for Garrett West on the mound for Lee Scott as the Gators flip the lineup. And you feel like if you can get through these next few batters, you have a good chance down the stretch. Yeah, you definitely want to get a couple of the guys here. You don't want to get too many runners on because you have the sixth and the seventh if they go three up, three down. And each of those innings, it would get back to Burton. So two runners on would, would mean that in the worst-case scenario, in the seventh, you'd have to face the top of the lineup again. So very important outs to get here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. And uh, as I took a break in between innings, there are a ton of people here in Phoenix City. The stands are full, up underneath us is full, and down both baselines are just filled with fans here for this huge matchup between Lee Scott and Glenwood. So good to see the fans turning out here on a Wednesday afternoon. 2-1 fastball right on the outer half of the black. Evens the count at two balls and two strikes. We've seen that lively fastball paired perfectly with that curveball. We'll see what West decides to go to here. Even count. Does go with the fastball, and that ball is grounded past the diving Reeves into right field. So Griggs will be awarded with a one-out single here in the home half of the fifth. You know, just a good hit. I mean, Pelzer, he came over, tried to make the play, but he was playing in the correct spot over on the right side of the bag on second base from our angle. So, got the jersey dirty, just couldn't quite get there, and a good hit for Lane Griggs. And uh, Lee Scott having to deal with the top part of the order for the Gators. So now one, two, and three for the Glenwood Gators, the only three to reach base safely via a hit. As West deals to the catcher Pierce Edwards. Edwards hit an infield single in the first inning and was the first run to score on that Jackson Milam two-run homer. West would love a double play ball here. One pitch away. Any out would be a confidence boost, but to send your rally, I feel like that's almost the best confidence boost. Pierce Edwards shows bunt and goes after it. But again, we talk about that poking after that curveball in the outer half of the plate. It's such a tough pitch to get down. And he showed late, so I don't think it was necessarily a sacrifice, especially with one out away here in the home half of the fifth, trying to bunt it past the pitcher to that big hole on the right side with Reeves and double play depth. We'll see what he goes to here on that 0-1 count. Griggs was leaning, but dives back safely on the pickoff attempt. I mean, we saw it so many times when Lee Scott played Glenwood in those three regular season games that the Gators swept Lee Scott in. When they get a base runner, they do everything and they they're everything in their power to move that base runner into scoring position before they get their big guys up to hit. And so they're trying to do that, it seems like, with Pierce Edwards right now. A long pause as Griggs was taking small steps, increasing that lead. And I think the biggest thing that we've seen so far in this game is they've only had one true opportunity to do that. And when they did, they got picked off at second a couple of pitches later. And that's credited to West getting ahead of batters, forcing that weak contact and not allowing too many free passes. 
And West tries Bach. to, yeah, he paused for four or five seconds before the pickoff attempt, the pitch before, tried the quick pitch. Edwards there, didn't pause for that full second. So Griggs will head into scoring position at second base from a one-out balk. So the Warriors trying to get out of another jam here, trying to keep that one-run lead. West, the long pause at the mound, delivers the 0-1. It's a curveball in there for a called strike two. You can see those Glenwood hitters aren't necessarily picking up that curveball because that's on the outer half of the plate and still got Edwards to flinch. Yeah, it seems like Glenwood just waiting for the fastball, trying to get a hard hit ball into a gap out in the outfield. And so if you're Garrett West, I don't hate the idea to go back to it as Tim Hudson will jog out to the mound trying to decide what they are going to do on a 0-2 count. Yeah, it could very easily be just to talk about a, a, a settle down type movement because this is a very big out or it could be something along the lines of Lee Scott felt that the Glenwood runner on second, Milam was, or Griggs, I'm sorry, had some signs from Eddins at home and was trying to relay those to the hitter. So it could just be a mix up here. Or as you mentioned, it could just be, you know, hey, he's not seeing the curveball well. What, what Do you feel comfortable sticking with it? Either thing along those lines, I feel like are very quality things to talk about. What a gorgeous day here, it huh? Is. I it mean, is. what a beautiful day for for some high school playoff action just into the month of May. What a as, beautiful day for some upsets, too. That's right, right? I mean, that's right, absolutely. I'm not going wood here. <laughs> Commentator's jinx is not on me now, it's cleared. There you go, and uh, <laughs> temperature hasn't really started to drop yet, but it will as the sun will go down. It is supposed to get quite chilly for game two of this best of three series with Lee Scott leading three to two. Man, they'd love to have a win under their belt going into the nightcap. So the 0-2 pitch from West to Edwards. We'll see what he goes with here following the mound meeting. He stuck with that curveball and got soft contact to the shortstop. Harper, he will fire over to first in time to make the play for out number two. So you will take a second out to a, to give up that 90 feet to third. And that's what I talked about. I wanted to see. I, I felt good about Garrett West going back to the curveball. I did. I felt good about it. He And I'm surprised, to be honest with you, that Edwards was able to make contact because they haven't really been able to a whole lot on that curveball. But a ground ball works the same as a strikeout. Yeah, the runner does advance from second to third. But if you're able to get him out here, then then everything's okay. And I don't hate this, this, this substitution or this choice at all. They are going to intentionally walk Jackson Milam. He has the one big swing for the Gators, that two-run homer in the top half. Or I'm sorry, in the home half of the fourth inning, or first inning. But the job doesn't get too much easier as Brandon McCrane digs into the right-handed batter's box. I think with how lively that curveball is and his ability to paint the fastball where he's wanting right now, he wants that righty-on-righty matchup because Milam hit that curveball in the first half, or the home half of the inning for that two-run homer. So I like the righty-on-righty matchup that Coach Hudson was going with. And that could have also been a part of that meeting as well, talking about, hey, if we get this guy here, would you rather fit, pitch to him or him? And the answer will be McCrane. Well, this gives you some more options, too, to get the out if it's the ground ball. Somewhere in the infield, you can make the play at first, second, home, or even try to get him back at third if it's a pop plus. Or, I mean, it only have two outs anyway. But it gives you more options on the infield. 
First pitch curveball, misses inside. Again, we talk about it, a huge momentum at bat here for both teams. Lee Scott looking to hold on to it. Glenwood looking to salvage it. As the home fans have gone quiet here in the home half of the fifth inning. Milam, a short lead over at first. The 1-0 pitch. There's a fastball in there for a called strike. They will surrender second base to keep the runner from third. Runner at third. And I like the, the decision to not throw from late ends behind the dish. You've got two outs. Your focus needs to be the batter at the plate. Don't worry about the base runners because if he pops it out or a ground ball or strikes out, they don't matter anyway. And yeah. so uh, I think if you're a Garrett West at least, you've got to focus on the hitter right now. 1-1 one, one pitch. There's a curveball. Misses downstairs. It's a tough take from McCrane. And one well done. Brings the count to two balls and one strike. And as you mentioned, not worth throwing that ball. We saw last week against Calvary. Uh, tried to backpick the runner at third. Ended up both runners scoring and resulted in a big inning. Well, it just happens too much in baseball. It it, 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 especially at the high school level, too. It happens way too often. 2-1 pitches. Swung on and missed. Evens the count at two balls and two strikes. So Deuces Wild here at Tim Fanning Field. Lee Scott, Warrior fans, making some noise as they know the importance of this out in this inning here. Nervous energy all around us here at Tim Fanning Field. The even count from West to McCrane is a fastball that misses downstairs to run the count full three and two. West looking for his fifth strikeout here in game number one. A strikeout, fly out, ground out. Lee Scott doesn't care what kind of out it is. You just need one more with two away here in the home part of the fifth. You do have first base open, so you don't necessarily have to give a cookie on 3-2. 3-2 is swung on in lines, and that is over Pelzer's head at into to right field. The runner play the plate will be made, and the runner will be safe. McCrane will head to second, will head to third. And just like that, errors compounded on that one play. And the Gators take a 4-3 to three lead. McCrane lines the ball over second, over Reeves' head, into right field. A good throw there from Whittington, but cut off, tried to make the play at the plate. And both runners dive in safely. Yeah, just a good hit from, from McCrane. I mean... Pelzer couldn't do anything about it unless he was two feet taller, right? I mean, it, it was hit right over his head, and it had a little bit of a fade going on it, too, like you hit it off the tee box. And just a perfectly placed ball, one run scored, and then the throw came in. The play was the play was there at the plate as Edens tried to catch it. He tried to make the tag about a half a second before he caught the baseball. And, partner, unfortunately, you got to have the baseball before you make the grab. It's the same thing in football. Got to catch the ball before you can run with it, and that will... Be the end of the day for Garrett West, who gave up four runs on four hits. But he held his own today against a really good Glenwood team. And I uh, hate to see him go. We'll see who gets a replacement. Yeah. 4-3 your score here in the home half of the fifth inning. Glenwood takes the lead. We'll be right back to get you the new pitcher's information. On the other side of this break, you're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the orthopedic clinic is here to help. The orthopedic clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the orthopedic clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Pearson Little gets the ball from Garrett West. As we are still not out of the home half of the fifth inning, Warriors struck for three in the top half to take a three to two lead, and the Gators of Glenwood respond with two of their own to retake the lead. Really unfortunate sequence of events. You got that 3-2 count. You had first base open. Obviously, hindsight is 20-20. But, but looking at it now, would you would you have taken that walk to load up the bases and, and face Paige? Or, you know, do you like it and just all of a sudden the outcome did go the way you wanted to? Well, you saw Lee Scott intentionally walk Jackson Milam to get runners on the corners. And you bring up Brandon McGrain, who no hadn't done anything to this point. But we know he's a powerful hitter. And, and look, it's a tough call to intentionally walk somebody because you're literally putting, you're voluntarily putting a run on the base paths. And so, I, I don't know, hindsight's 20-20. I would have liked to have seen that just because you would have brought the pitcher up, Jacob Page, rather than the high-powered Brandon McCrane. Uh, but I also understand that Tim Hudson having the confidence in Garrett West on the mound because he seemed to be doing pretty well and had pretty pretty good confidence on the hump. And, and it was a perfectly hit baseball from McCrane and just not a whole lot you could do if you're Lee Scott. Yeah. One one pitch, maybe two pitches that Garrett West would like back in this game. And if you say that going against a Glenwood offense, I think that, that shows the quality start that you had. Just an unfortunate event that those four or those two pitches resulted in those four runs. But Pearson Little, left-handed, digs into that first pitch as a pass ball that will score another run for the Gators. Plays that can't happen if you're Lee Scott. Plays that just cannot happen when you're trailing by one in game one of a semifinal. And it, it was a combination of, of a low pitch in the dirt from Pearson Little and, and unable to stop it by Edens behind the dish and a run scores from third. And we we know Glenwood is aggressive on the base pass and they won't pass up an opportunity like that. And Lee Scott sees their one-run lead turn into a two-run deficit. I think Coach Hudson was questioning the call at the play because the home plate umpire never, never gave a signal. Like game one right there, didn't but he? The Gators answer the three from the Warriors. As that pitch misses out outside for ball two, we've talked about it throughout the year. Shutdown innings are so important, especially like an offense, especially with an offense like the Glenwood Gators. As that pitch misses outside as well. 
if you score the ability to put up a zero in the home half of the inning or the, the consuming inning is so important. And it goes back to the first time Lee Scott had the bases loaded and they didn't do anything with it, right? A lot of these runs have been have been led up by good hits and errors as that's a walk for Glenwood's Jacob Page. But you go back to that bases loaded where Lee Scott left them stranded, didn't score anything. If you pour, if you score one or two there, you give yourself a little bit more breathing room. And, and if this type of an inning does happen, then you can sort of brace for it a little bit more. But unfortunately, Lee Scott's given up three here in this fifth inning, and they're still not out of it. Well, back to, and then if Easto, you said you put up two in the top half of the second inning, all of a sudden you're leading five to three going into this inning. I don't think Milam gets walked. So all of a sudden that take, that eliminates that fifth or that fourth run of the game. So that first pitch curveball is in there for a called strike to Wyatt Thorpe. So again, you talk about it. Every decision in a game is so critical, especially in a game like this, where you're going to do everything you can to steal game one. And then after that, you only have to win one of two. Well, the stats show, I mean, in a three-game series, in any set of series, whether it be three, five, or seven, the winner of game one, they go on to win a series. Uh, it's like 75% of the time. And in a three-game set, the winner of game one, I mean, it's even higher than that. And so that's why this is such an important game, and I think that's why Garrett West got a, got the start, and that's why you're seeing so little coming for relief. Yo, one curveball. Misses outside to even the count at one ball and one strike. Got to keep it here. Got to keep it a two-run game. The Warriors do have momentum at the plate. Pearson Little looking to salvage some of that on the mound. That pickoff attempt is thrown over. Not necessarily there for a pickoff, just to keep the runner close. Starting to hear the Glenwood dugout get more involved, and we saw the first time we were here, we saw Lee Scott really get rattled by that Lee Scott or by the Glenwood dugout, starting to chirp, make some noise, and we saw Lee Scott almost fold emotionally a little bit. So interested to see if the Warriors are able to hold strong here in the bottom or the uh, back half of this game one. That fastball, a called strike on the inner half, and that's the thing that's so frustrating is you keep a team like that silenced for three and two thirds straight you know that's easy for you to continue to build that confidence all of a sudden you got to steal it back from a from a dugout that as you mentioned gets very loud very quickly and that one two curveball hit start so two free passes and this, Pearson Little and this is a rivalry where anything like that will just rile up the other team. At least got the same way. This is one of those, I mean, it's, 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 your, it's your Auburn, Alabama type of thing in this AISA Class 3A. These two schools see each other so often, and they know each other so well that in a game like this, in a setting like this, the tensions are just so high, and the noise from Glenwood is loud right now. Lucas Holman steps in. Holman 0 for 2 on the afternoon. We're on first and second, two away here in the top or the home half of the fifth inning. Glenwood Gators answering the Warriors three in the top half of the fifth inning. Now lead five to three over the Road Warriors. First pitch to Holman misses outside for ball one. It's been a long inning for Lee Scott in the infield. We talked about it when Lee Scott was up to bat that Glenwood had to do this same thing. But, man, it's been a long inning for Lee Scott on the field. 
Long pause. Three looks over to Sam Little. Fires outside for ball two. Little just seeming to miss arm side with, with everything, telling the catcher to set up a little bit further in so that way the target is being adjusted a little bit more because when you set up outside, you're missing arm side. That ball is going to continue to sail into that left-handed batter's box. That's why it hit Tharp. So the catcher's setting up inside, hoping to change the sights of Pearson Little. It did. And there it is, a fastball. In there for strike one. Looked like Holman was taken all the way. Sun starting to set here at Phoenix City, so we'll see if the sun becomes a factor for those in the outfield and the infield as well as it sets back to our, just off of our right shoulder here at Tim Fanning Field. 2-1, backdoor curveball. It doesn't get backdoor enough. Stays out. Brings the count to three balls and one strike. Got to do what you can to eliminate looking the bases here. The 3-1 from Little to Holman. Misses in that left-handed batter's box. Seems like right now for Glenwood batters, the mindset is like I've been talking about, make them 30 strikes. And Pierce a Little hasn't been quite able to do that since he came in. And, and we're going to see a mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson step out. And, and what a perfect person to step in and talk to you about right now when you're trying to get leveled in and trying to settle down a little bit in a game where you trail 5-3 to three in, the, in game one of state semifinals. Lee Scott giving up three here and a chance to get out of the inning, you still have two outs, and I think that's what Tim Hudson's trying to tell him right now is, is calm down, get ready, let's go, let's get this out because we're only down by two. I know it, it, it sounds hurtful when you were up by one, but you're only down by two if you're Lee Scott and, and you have a chance to get one out, and it just takes one to get out of the inning. Well, I think the biggest thing now is you see Hudson trying to fire up a little challenge, challenge little. You know, being the head coach and as you mentioned, being Tim Hudson, you know how to talk to your guys. And every guy responds differently to certain types of criticism. It looked like he was trying to not necessarily get up in the face, but trying to pump up a little, challenging him to get out of this inning. Yes, you've given out three free passes, but no true damage has been done yet. If you're able to escape it, it's just like none of it happened. Right, you said that. You put that a really good way. Everybody responds differently, and some guys, some guys want you in their or need yeah, you. Maybe exactly. not necessarily want it, but they need you in their face. They need you to be yelling at them and get them fired up for a moment like this. And and some guys, you got to go in and just say, "Hey, chill out." But yeah, it looked like head coach Tim Hudson was was up in up in uh, Pearson a little just a little bit and got him fired up and delivers the first pitch strike. It's a pinch hitter for Aaron Burton. We didn't quite get the name. That curveball misses downstairs, but it is number nine for Glenwood. Number nine for Glenwood is Landon Shea. So Shea, the right-handed hitter, awaits the 1-1. One -one. It's a fastball dropped to the shortstop. He will take the easy out at second. So as we mentioned, we get that mound visit from Tim Hudson, and Pearson Little gets out of the jam without any further damage. But... The damage has been done as the Glenwood Gators retake that two-run lead. Warriors got six outs to play with to scratch across at least two. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs 
physical therapy and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the orthopedic clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Late Nettons due up for the Warriors here as we get to the sixth inning of game one in the state state semifinals in AISA. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you here at Glenwood as that first pitch is dropped in high in the plate and in the zone somehow for strike number one. Eddins, Whittington, and Harper do up unless we have a pinch hitter. Come in for Lee Scott as the Warriors trail Glenwood 5-3 after both teams put up a three-piece in that fifth inning and a swinging fastball upstairs on a no-two count. Lee Scott came into the fifth inning trailing by two. They scored three in the top half of it, and they took a 3-2 lead to the bottom portion and gave up three to the Gators to make it a 5-3 lead for Glenwood as that one is chopped down the third baseline to stay alive at 0-2. Appreciate you all tuning in here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app, Lee Scott and Glenwood in game one of the AISA Class 3A Final Four in the state playoffs. Winner will move on to Montgomery and play in the state championship series next week. As Eden steps out on the 0-2 to reset, still Jacob Page on the hump for the Gators. And to my count, has six strikeouts so far. And puts that one on the outside part of the plate. Strike three. So back-to-back strikeouts for Lee Scott. Hitters going back to the fifth inning. And back-to-back strikeouts for Lane Eddins on, or in the batter's box as well. Thomas Whittington, left-hander, will step into the batter's box. He singled his first time up. Lee Scott looks to get something started here in this sixth inning, trailing by two. Page kicks and fires, first pitch, hesitates. Page hesitates, does Whittington, and lays off a first pitch strike. It is Harper on deck for Lee Scott. Whittington with a 0-1 count, one away, takes a fastball, grounded to the second base side, comes up, throws it over, and is there in time for out number two. A strikeout and a ground out. To start this sixth inning for Lee Scott, who are down to just four outs to try to make work of a two-run deficit against Glenwood here in game one. 
Harper is updated in Harper's shortstop. Looking for his first contact of the day. Has two strikeouts. At the pit for the Warriors. There's the wind picking up just a little bit here in Phoenix City. Harper steps out to reset before the first pitch of the at-bat. First pitch from Page. Hit blooper down the first baseline, and the play is made in right field. Heck of a play from Wyatt Tharp. A diving effort gets the grab, and just like that, the Warriors are three up and three down here in the sixth. We head to the bottom portion with Lee Scott trailing Glenwood by two of a score by five to three. This is Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. A three up and three down. Top portion of the sixth inning does not do the Warriors well as they trail Glenwood five to three. As we get to the bottom portion of the sixth inning, Jacob Goins alongside me is Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And reminder that today's game is brought to you by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. As little. Delivers a first pitch strike. Facing Jackson Griggs, the nine hitter for the Glenwood Gators to start off this home part of the sixth. That's on the inside part up near the hands. For a 1-1 count, nobody on, nobody out. Glenwood with the 5-3 lead. Those five runs on just four hits. Lee Scott, three runs on seven hits. And, and you have to think Lee Scott kicking themselves with a couple of missed opportunities. Yeah, Glenwood with Garrett West didn't have too many of them. West looked really good. Threw up those three zeros, the second, third, and the fourth. The two-run homer, and then that two-run single from McCrane, the two big blows. The Glenwood Gators, as we talk about an offense, that's usually pretty electric. They haven't necessarily been electric in this game, but taking, taking advantage of the opportunities that they've had. Well, if you can hold Glenwood to five runs or less, right. you're 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 doing your job as a pitching staff. And so, Lee Scott does not as many effective hits as that's on the outside part of the plate. Can't get the call to make it a full count now. Three balls, two strikes on the nine-hole hitter Jackson Griggs. You can see Edens behind the plate showing some emotion as well, thinking that was strike number three. But as you mentioned, five runs against the Glenwood offense. They average over 11. 
That's a blooper to the right side. Reeves comes out from second base and makes the grab. He was backed up by Whittington, but what a way for the Gators here in the bottom portion of the sixth inning. But here's the issue. Back to the top of the order. Yeah, we talked about it. If it would have been a perfect world and would have gone three up, three down in the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh if needed, Burton would have been the final, the final out. But with that three-run home half of the fifth inning, things just get a little bit tougher here in the home half of the sixth. First pitch delivered low outside for ball number one. Again, Lane Griggs, the brother of Jackson, up now with one away. He is the leadoff batter, wears number two, the third baseman. Singled his last time up. That's called a ball from the home plate umpire. Yeah, that single from Griggs. Got the rally started. We talked about it. Got the one out. For the first out of the inning from his brother Jackson. The leadoff single, then that ground out to short, and then that was when that was when the floodgates opened. That's a blooper to the right side of the outfield. Whittington comes over into no man's land and makes the grab two away. And another big out for Pearson Little on the mound. A good response there from Little going going two up, two down. Would love to get a free and stress-free inning here in the home half of the sixth. But again, a good response there. Shows a good response from Coach Tim Hudson as well, showing that he's got the right ways to motivate his guys. Pierce Edwards, who got the infield single his first time up, has not reached base since. A hard ground ball to Hayden Harper. It's short, pops up, throws across the diamond, and is there. Three up, three down for the Warriors. We head to the seventh. Lee Scott has three outs to get two runs, or maybe even three, to take the lead here in game one versus Glenwood in the state semifinal. Stay tuned for what should be a dramatic finish here at Tim Fanning Field on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Come in and get it out of your system, the Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we are still in Auburn, right behind CTU. Our new address is 1823 Opelika Road. Turn in between Badcock Furniture and CTU, and you will be looking at us. Newer, bigger, better location, but the same great customer service. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road or call us at 887-8422. yourself by switching your Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. It's the top of the order to up for the Warriors here in the seventh and final inning of game number one here in the state final four between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Christian Griffin on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood by two. It's a score of five to three. And here in the seventh inning, Sprayberry, Hudson, and West, the three do up for the Warriors trying to get things started and mount a comeback in what has been a really exciting game here at Tim Fanning Field. It has all around. It's 5-3, to three, but it's honestly been much more of a pitcher's duel than the score would show as Jacob Page goes out to look to complete the game here 
in the top half of the seventh inning. Yeah, I mean, eight runs have been scored, but it feels but like it it's been feel about like it. four. Yeah. I mean, it, it just doesn't feel like it's been eight runs scored in total here. Sprayberry takes a quick 0-2, no, 1-2 hole, excuse me. That first pitch was a ball, and now a 1-1 count, my apologies. The first pitch was a ball. That one catches the inside part of the plate, though, for a 1-1 count to Hutch Sprayberry, who did single his last time up, so looking for back-to-back -back ones of those. High upstairs for 2-1. Yeah, it really does. It feels like one of those games where you're having to safety squeeze somebody in to get that go-ahead run in the fifth inning or whatever, but you look up and 11 hits across the board, eight runs. Definitely does not have that type of feel to it. That's playoff baseball. It is playoff baseball, and I guess that's you eliminate the fifth inning, it has been exactly what we think of with those six of the eight runs, and I'm sure five of the 11 hits combined have been in that one inning alone. Sprayberry lays off a of one upstairs and outside for a hitter's count here. Sprayberry trying to get on base any way that he can would gladly take a walk if Page were to give him one. A 3-1, and he'll take a walk, which will bring up the tying run, Cade Hudson for Lee Scott. They're in business here in the seventh. I mentioned this earlier, you don't have to look for the home run ball if you're Cade Hudson here. Put a barrel on a baseball. If you can take a yard, go for it, but you don't have to look for the home run. You don't need the home run. You, you can get it all on one swing, but you don't necessarily have to with no outs well, right With here. the field size and the wind, you don't really have to look for it at all. You can just look for a fly ball or, I mean, even look for a barrel, try and split a gap, and if it carries over the wall. Page throws we'll over. regardless. Yeah, no, exactly. And with the wind, it's starting to pick up to our backs. And again, it, it is carrying towards the outfield. And that's why I think that definitely helped Jackson Milo when he hit his two-run shot back in the first inning. It's funny. It's the, the wrong sport. Maybe not the time for it, but it's almost like a facing the Giants type thing where mm -hmm. it's kick it now, kick it now. <laughs> As Hudson takes... That pitch was the movement on it in there for strike number one. Haven't had the chance to call a Cade Hudson home run in a while. What a time it would be for that right here. With a runner on first and a two-run deficit, the 0-1 count with nobody out. Jacob Page kicks and fires. Hudson went after it, missed it, strike one. Strike two, excuse me. Yeah, you can see that curveball has such late break to it doesn't necessarily have the loopiness of a get-me-over curveball. We haven't seen it too many times when he's behind in the count, but when he gets ahead of the count, that late break gets a lot of swing and misses, and we've seen it from these Warriors hitters. Page throws over, checking on Sprayberry on first. As tensions are high, the nerves are all over the place here at Glenwood School for these Lee Scott fans off to our right and underneath us as well. If you're Kate Hudson, you just got to do anything you can, put the ball in play and try and... Hard hit to the shortstop. One at second, over to first, and it is in time. Double play. Hit it right to Jackson Milam at shortstop. He turned it over to Burton, got it over to McCrane. And the 6-4-3 double play puts the Warriors with just one out. We've seen that happen twice now. The leadoff runner gets on in an inning. And a barrel just right to the shortstop. Was able to field it perfectly on a one-hop. Make the flip over to second. And as you mentioned, the Warriors down to their final out.
Gary West steps in with thanks to the noise of the Glenwood student section. Back behind him, takes a first pitch strike. Lee Scott trailing 5-3, top half of the seventh. And we just one out if the Warriors can't find a way to tie it up. We won't need the bottom portion of this game one. West awaits the 0-1 from Page and a foul tipped into the fishnet. And the Warriors are down to their final strike. If West gets on, it's Sam Jackson on deck. Who is responsible for two of the three runs for Lee Scott. But an 0-2 hole for today's starting pitcher, Garrett West. Two away, nobody on. And that's in the dirt. Good stop for Edwards behind the dish. Page tried to overpower that fastball right there. After this seventh inning, whether it's here in the top half or the bottom half or extra innings, stay, stay tuned for the Orthopedic Clinic postgame show here on AU100. The 1-2 to Garrett West. And a ball on the outside. Glenwood was ready to celebrate. The catcher, Edwards, and Jacob Page both jogged out. They were ready to celebrate. At least got maybe beneficial of a call there. It's a 2-2 count now with two across the board. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Garrett West still alive, but the Warriors down to their final strike. Again, if you're West here, you're doing everything you can to put up a battle. The 2-2, and check the swing. It was in the dirt. Edwards stopped it, and they point down to first just to make sure he didn't go, and he stays alive. Two, three balls, two strikes, two outs. It's a true full count for Garrett West. Sam Jackson in the on-deck circle for the Warriors. They trail by two here in game one in the seventh inning. The payoff pitch for Page. Dropped it in, called strike three. A called strike three as West watched it go by. And the Gators get the game one victory, five to three. They started off with two runs in the first. Lee Scott responded with three of their own in the top half of the fifth, but the Gators matched it with three of their own, and they win 5-3. to three. We'll talk about it on the post-game show, the Orthopedic Clinic post-game show, as the Gators take game one here in the AISA State Playoffs in the semifinals. Stay tuned. The Orthopedic Clinic post-game show is next here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. 
Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Your Lee Scott Warriors fall in game one here in the semifinals against their rival Glenwood Gators by a score of 5-3. to three. Welcome into the Orthopedic Clinic post-game show. The Orthopedic Clinic East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you on the web at theorthoclinic.com. Christian, Lee Scott falls 5-3. to three. three runs on seven hits. Glenwood, five runs on four hits. And it was Garrett West who got the start this afternoon. He ended with four strikeouts. Pierce a little came in and really took care of business for the most part. At least Scott, I think, is kicking themselves on this was a winnable baseball game here in game number one. Very, it was a very winnable game, and it wasn't a game that you looked bad in at all. Again, we talked about it. If you're giving up five runs to a Glenwood offense that averages over 11 a game, you put your spot, in, you put yourself in positions to win. I think it's just a couple mistakes that we had in the field that led to those runs, and really that second inning, I feel like, highlights everything. The base is loaded, nobody out. You have the ability to respond to that two-run homer. You don't. That keeps momentum, and all of a sudden you're having to play from behind for the rest of the game. Because you can't hold this Glenwood offense down forever. No. And that's what Lee Scott figured out right there was, yes, they scored two in that first, but then they held them scoreless for three. And Lee Scott was up three to two. All the momentum here on the road in game one. And then, as you mentioned, some fielding errors for Lee Scott there in the infield. And you give up three runs for the Gators to match it, and the Warriors just can't find the bat there at the top of that seventh inning. You had the top of your lineup. You're, you're exactly where you wanted to be. Just couldn't quite get it around. And so, Christian, as we shift to game two, that'll be coming up in about 30 minutes or so here on AU100, AU100FM.com and the AU100 app. We'll go back to music for a little bit and then come back for game two and what is a must-win situation. It's win or go home for Lee Scott. What's the mindset going into that game after you lose a heartbreaker here in game one? How does Lee Scott respond in game two? I think it's just the understanding that, hey, this could be the very last time I put on this jersey for this year or for in my career of high school baseball. And that is usually, I mean, that should be all you need to motivate you. If you know that this could be the very last game that you play, you know, but at the same time, you're gonna have to do every single thing that you can. You're gonna have to scratch, scratch and claw for runs. That might have to be some of the dirty work, whether we talked about earlier, those sacrifice bunts, honestly, suicide squeezes or something. You gotta do something to get some base pass or get some runners on the base pass. You gotta come up with those big hits later in the innings. Lee Scott loses game one to Glenwood five to three. And you talk about those guys putting on the jersey for the last time. This Warriors team has seven seniors on this roster. So they will have the chance to extend their season in game two to force an if game three tomorrow right here at Tim Fanning Field. But 
Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app for Lee Scott Baseball. It's all been brought to you by the games were brought to you by Auburn Express Towing, and this is the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Come back in about 30 minutes here on AU100 for game two, and a must win. It's win or go home for Lee Scott as they have to win to advance and survive and extend their series to a game three here tomorrow. We appreciate you all tuning in. He's Christian Griffin. I'm Jacob Goins. Come back and join us in about 30 minutes here on AU100 on the Lee Scott Sports Network for game two of the semifinals between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you later, and go Warriors. You've been listening to Lee Scott Warrior Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic, Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.